There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning into a new week of the podcast. We certainly appreciate each of you that listen. We've had some folks contact us again, even this weekend, about the podcast. Some folks thousands of miles away that do listen. I know we have listeners from foreign countries. I believe we're up to 10 different foreign countries now uh, that folks have uh, listened, that have shown up on the download list. That's not just people that listen directly, but those that have actually downloaded uh, the podcast. And so we appreciate that. And we want to be a help to folks. We want to be a blessing to folks. We want folks to receive uh, the Word of God and receive it gladly and be a strength to their souls, and that's what the purpose of this podcast. And just to let you know, before we continue on today's podcast, the Manasseh Community Baptist Church in Blaine, Pennsylvania, 7 o'clock each night, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. That's tonight, tomorrow, and Wednesday. Uh, we will have Brother John Asquith from Black Creek, New York, coming and preaching a special meeting for us. Brother John did the King James Bible Conference for us last year, and of course, he has been a great help to this podcast, filled in for us many times on this podcast. Uh, but pray for those services. If you're able to, would you attend those services? We're looking for what God is going to do. That's at 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 7 o'clock each night. And then Tuesday at 1030, we're going to have a special morning session with Brother John Asquith. And so pray about those services if you would. Uh, pray for the man of God. Pray he'll just help our church, be a blessing to our church. And uh, be a blessing to our pastor as well. And so just uh, want to make that known, let you know you'd be welcome to come. We're in Job chapter 4. Job chapter 4, the first response we see of one of Job's friends, and of course it's Eliphaz, uh, the Temanite. And the thing about the Temanite is that we see here is he speaks according to the word of God. And he speaks and he spoke on behalf of the Lord, defending God against Job. And I don't want to certainly uh, discredit or misunderstand what he's saying here. I'm not going to attack or tear down anything that he said. But I want to say this. He did not see Job's prophecy. He did not see Job speaking what Job was truly speaking. Because he says in verse 2, then, If we essay to commune with thee, wilt thou be grieved? But who can withhold himself from speaking? Now, who can withhold himself from speaking? Well, a wise man, uh, a man that has faith, he can bridle his tongue. And I realize that in the day in, in which we live in today, people don't know how to bridle their tongues. They just say any and everything they can, and they don't concern themselves with holiness and godliness, and they don't concern themselves with words that have weight. And that's been one of the thrusts of our ministry, is trying to convince people, if they're going to speak at this hour, to have words that have weight to them. Say something edifying. Say something that has some strength to it. You hear a lot of words. You hear a lot of testimonies in church. Those of you that know me well know one of my pet peeves is testimonies. And that's uh, testimony is when you take a loaf of bologna, you slice it in half and show everybody how good it is. That's what a testimony is. And people get up there and they talk about how good they are and what they've done and, and how they've been profitable to God. And 
Yet somehow Jesus Christ gets left out of that. And that is a trouble to me. That's a troubling to me. It stirs within me. Uh, we're in a day when men just speak without thought, speak without cause. I don't think that Eliphaz here has spoken without thought. I just think he didn't understand what Job was saying in his grief. He could not see what Job was saying. That's why we get to the end of this thing in Job 42. Job goes before the Lord and takes his friends before the Lord, and Job offers sacrifice on their behalf and prays on, on their behalf because they could not see what God was doing in the life of Job. There's just things they could not see. And so men are so swift to speak, probably even more so today, and I don't know that for sure. I can say that it was in those days. Um, but the Job, the, the Lord had said to Eliphaz, the Temanite, my wrath is kindled against thee and against thy two friends, for you have not spoken of me the thing that is right. That's what he said of him. You've not spoken the thing that was right. And so he spoke these things, but the Lord says this. So when you read these men's response, you don't gather doctrine from this. You have to look at it with those thoughts in mind. The Lord said he wasn't speaking the thing that was right. And then concerning Job, he certainly was not speaking of the Lord concerning right, but then his accusation of Job is not understanding the Lord. And there's so many times that we accuse people in our hearts and our thinking, maybe verbally, and we don't understand the work of God in that. You know, it's the man that tries to judge sickness. And that'd be a terrible thing for me to try to judge sickness in your life. And look at your life, the calamity of your life. And there are times you see the way the transgressor is hard. There's times as an overview, you know, if people are out of source with God and uh, they're away from God, distant from God. And then sometimes you see that they name the name of Christ. You see them under the chastening hand of God. And yet you fear God at that. And even in that, I'm fearful to speak sometimes because, you know, what is God trying to do? Is this the hand of God? And yet I don't understand those things. And I, and I don't speak of those things. But this man, he said, I can't hold my words anymore. I must speak. Who can withhold himself from speaking? Behold, thou hast instructed many, and thou hast strengthened the weak hands. Thy words have upholden him that was falling, and thou hast strengthened the feeble knees. So he speaks well of Job. He tells Job what he has done and what he has uh, done for him and his life and so many others. And then he said, you strengthened many. They'll strengthen the weak hands. And so when people were in weakness, Job was there. When people were frail, Job was there. Job was a strength to so many. And that, why he was a perfect and an upright man, one that feared God to shoot evil. And that is a strength to people. You don't see men like that today. You don't meet people. Those old timers are dead and gone, and it's rare today. I'm not trying to insult people listening, but it's rare today that you meet somebody that you realize this is somebody that's an upright man. This is somebody that fears God. This is someone that escheweth evil. I've watched people that are so cautious in their words and so careful in their, and I admire that. Don't misunderstand me. I admire that. And they're so careful. They would never say uh, words that are even shaded towards indecency or uncleanness. And, and when they speak of dung, they speak it in the softest of terms. And, and when they speak of all those things, they're so cautious in their life and so careful with their words. And they never have anything with an innuendo. They're never condescending. And, and you meet people like, and you find out their doctrine is bad. They got terrible doctrine sometimes, but yet they're careful in their words. And they're careful in their speech. And, you know, but where are those men that are careful in their words, have right doctrine, fear God, eschew evil, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul? This is what, uh, what Eliphaz is saying. And he said, this is what we found in you, Job. You were that man. 
You've upholden him that was fallen, strengthened the feeble knees, but now it has come upon thee, and thou faintest. It toucheth thee, and thou art troubled. I don't see where Job's troubled. I realize he's lamenting his day, but at the same time, if he is what I believe is that great prophet of God, he's doing that in holiness. And God has brought this upon him. God has allowed this to come into Job's life. He's removed that hedge from Job, but he's proving Job. And so Eliphaz, as he comes, and Eliphaz is the thing with him that he deals with right here, when he says, it has come upon thee, and thou faintest, it toucheth thee, and thou art troubled. Who wouldn't be troubled by these things? This isn't just some small thing. This isn't just one death. This is the death of his children. This is the death of his flocks. This is the destruction, the stealing of his flocks. This is everything's taken away, and and now his health is taken away. This is not a small thing. So when Job speaks, he's speaking as he's troubled. But then in verse 6, he says, Is not this thy fear, thy confidence, thy hope, and the uprightness of thy ways? No, the Lord said he was a perfect man. He was an upright man. This wasn't the upright of Job's ways. It wasn't because he had wealth. And that's where he's misunderstanding this. It wasn't Job's lamenting what God has taken away. He's just lamenting the cal- calamity that's come upon him. He believes that God has, has ignored him, that God has taken it away. Because he said, I, neither was I in safety, neither had I rest, neither was I quiet, yet trouble came. And so he believes that God has turned his hand against him. And so Eliphaz, when he comes to make accusations against he doesn't realize what Job is truly saying. He doesn't realize Job is that great prophet of God. And so now he's saying all these things were carnal in your life. These were carnal fears, carnal uh, understanding, and yet they were not. These are things that God allowed into his life. Again, I don't judge those things. I hope you don't judge those things. How can you judge another man concerning those things? How can you look at a man and see sickness and say, oh, this is God? No, this is the hand of God. Now now look what's happened to him. He used to preach against this. He used to speak against this. He used to talk, and now it's come upon him. Many of those things, by the way, it's hard to judge again. Sometimes it's just the affairs of life. We're all headed to the grave. We're all dying. Imagine you live to be 78 years old and had a good life and lived for God and stood for God and died suddenly of a heart attack. And people go, oh, he's under the judgment of God. He's under the wrath of God, you know. Uh, we know a dear a dear pastor friend, known two preachers in the last couple of years who've had melanoma on their head, a very serious thing, and had to go back and, and get it removed and go back and get tested and test the blood and test the lymph nodes and all of those things. It's a terrible thing. Now, but who would stand and say, well, you know, here's men in their 70s out in the sun working hard all their life and melanoma comes upon them and we go, oh, this is the judgment of God. This is because he's hardened himself against God. He used to be a strength to us. Look at him now. He used to be the one that lifted up our hands. Look at him now. Do you realize that as a man gets older, that's why we honor that hoary head. We look to that hoary head is because as a man gets older and he begins to lose his, his strength, he becomes frail, he becomes weak, even if he becomes sickly. And he can't do anything. What if he's bedridden? What if he's wheelchair bound? What if he's like a dear preacher friend of ours in Georgia was in a nursing home for two years? He can't do anything. And people say, oh, look at the man of God now. Look how he's suffering now. Maybe he wasn't right after all. Look, Look what he's going through. He used to strengthen people. Now look at him. But you know, maybe God's just allowed it there for a purpose and a reason. We can't judge those things, but men try to judge those things. 
as I get older in life and I look at the things that have come upon me. And again, I've mentioned on here before, I had a health scare there a couple of months ago and I had to just go through that. You say, what is a health scare? It's when your health scares you. And it turns out it was absolutely nothing to God be the glory. I've talked to many others and they say they've gone through similar things to God be the glory. And Satan would come and accuse me and lie on me and wake me in the night hours and tell me I was going to die and tell me I was going to hell and everything else under the sun. And I'm not shy about saying that. It's just, it is what it was. It was an oppressive attack and it was nonstop attack. And there was times that I had to find strength from God and had to come and find strength from him. But if it was the calamity of my life, it was the end of my life. If we, if they said you have two months to live and, and I, and I'm down at the end of life, it wouldn't change my walk with God. It wouldn't change my relationship with God. It wouldn't change the fact that I preached these years and preached this podcast. None of that would have changed. It would just be my time to go. And we don't want to come to grips with that. I think we find our own spiritual strength, something in us, our spiritual strength is so strong that God has need of us. God's never going to take that away from us. And if we do get old and frail somewhere there, we curse God. And if our mind doesn't work anymore, and all of a sudden we can't preach anymore, we as preachers, oh, it's, this must be judgment of God. And begin to lose your mind. Oh, this must be the judgment. No, sometimes it's just the effects of life. It's just the affairs of life. It's not because you drank too much Pepsi when you were in your 20s. It's not because you drank four cups of coffee instead of two cups of coffee. It's not that. It's just because it's part of life. You're going to die. You cannot live forever. I personally have known people that have lived into their 90s. I knew men that have preached after the age of 90 years old. But not one of them lived to be 100 of the men I knew. Not one of them lived forever. I've known men that preached up into their 80s, strong. And their natural strength was not abated. I've known some that lost their minds. I've known some that repeated themselves. I've known some that have actually been a disaster in their life. And yet folks mock and make light of that. And they say, oh, look at him now. That's what Eliphaz is really saying to Job. Look at you now, Job. You were the one that was so strong. You were the one that was so, but look. Is this not thy fear, thy confidence, thy hope, and the uprightness of thy ways? Do you realize my the outward manifestations of things in my life are not my strength? The outward manifestations that men look upon are not my strength. That's not where I draw strength from. My strength is inner. My strength is in the inward man. My strength is not in my flesh. My strength is not in my outward man. My strength is not in my marriage. It's not in my fatherhood. My strength is in the inner man, the working of Christ, that which has been born of God, that which has been born into Jesus Christ, has been made new, that new creature on the inside. That's where my strength is. And if tomorrow uh, you don't hear a podcast, you find out that Tim McVeigh's been laid up somewhere and he's lost his mind and he's lost his strength, know that the inward man has never changed. The inward man has has not been altered at all. That inward man is formed after Jesus Christ. That's where the strength is. That's where it lies. He goes in verse seven, says, remember, I pray thee, whoever perished, being innocent, or where were the righteous cut off? Whoever perished, being innocent, all men, by by one man sinned into the world, and death by sin. I've had preacher friends of mine in their 60s drop dead of a heart attack. Had a dear preacher friend of ours down down south that was T-boned in a car accident by a young lady drinking, was killed instantly. A preacher friend of ours had a stroke and died immediately. I've known others that died slow deaths, known them that died painful deaths, known that died of bone cancer. 
had a preacher friend of ours for two years. He suffered with bone cancer, had to sit in a chair all day, couldn't walk, couldn't stand for fear his bones would break. And they had him on pillows and cushions. And he said, he was no less a man of God. He was no less a godly man. And Job wasn't less of a godly man because he's going through this. How dare someone speak about that? How dare someone make that accusation? And verse 8, even as, as I have seen, they that plow iniquity and sow wickedness reap the same. So I want to stop there and continue tomorrow with the thoughts of this man and the accusation against Job. And I pray this is a help, pray this is a strength to some of you. Some of you right now might be going through great affliction, great sorrow, great turmoil. And I do hope and pray that this is a help to you in that time. There's a lost soul who's tired of his sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption called night. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.